Another round of elevated wildfire danger is coming up, one more agreement between a tribe and the state for tobacco sales, and the next chapter begins Friday for OU Women's Softball. I'm Deborah Ashar with the KGOU PM News Brief for Wednesday, February 28th. Fire crews continue to work on hot spots this afternoon from wildfires that broke out across the state yesterday. The State Emergency Operations Center received 29 fire reports from local officials in 17 counties. The two biggest fires were in Ellis and Beaver counties in the northwest area of the state. Oklahoma Public Media Exchange's Anna Pope reports warm, dry, and windy weather created the conditions for these fires. Although the state had record-breaking high temperatures recently, it typically has increased fire risk during the transition from winter to spring. Keith Merks is a spokesperson for the Oklahoma Forestry Services. He says firefighters call March Oklahoma's official wildfire month. Cooler temperatures are expected to dull the state's fire risk, but he says that doesn't mean it will go away. Later this week, wind and temperatures are expected to pick back up. And so this weekend, we are looking at once again at having increased fire danger. There's going to be a risk for significant fire out there, both Saturday and Sunday. Because of the weather conditions, he says people need to use common sense and extreme caution when doing anything that might spark a wildfire. In Oklahoma City, I'm Anna Pope. The Cherokee Nation and the state of Oklahoma have tentatively agreed to a new tobacco sales compact. Oklahoma Public Media Exchange's Robbie Korth reports the deal marks at least a slight thawing in what's been an icy relationship. Governor Kevin Stitt may be a Cherokee citizen, but he's often had challenges when working with his own tribal nation. The sides have sparred over compacts and sovereignty following the McGirt decision at the U.S. Supreme Court, which led to the Cherokee Nation reservation being affirmed. The agreement with Cherokee Nation officials in principle to a new compact will provide a framework for revenue sharing from tobacco sales on the reservation. Over the years, these compacts have collected millions of dollars in tax money for both the state and tribal governments. The compact ultimately needs final approval by the full Council of the Cherokee Nation. It comes in the wake of similar ones signed with Chickasaw Nation and the Apache Tribe. In Oklahoma City, I'm Robbie Korth. State lawmakers advanced bills that put some checks and balances on the powers of the State Department of Education and Board of Education. State Impact's Beth Wallace reports on three bills that advanced through the House Common Education Committee Tuesday. House Bill 3943 by Oklahoma City Democrat Mickey Dollins would have required just the Department of Education to submit quarterly financial reports to the legislature that detail all expenditures and disbursements. It was amended Tuesday to also apply to the other nine highest-funded state agencies. House Bill 3550 by Tecumseh Republican Danny Sterling would take away the state board's ability to withdraw accreditation from a district. If the board wants a district's accreditation pulled, it would have to be done with a joint resolution from the legislature. Legislature. Lastly, House Bill 3510 by Ada Republican Ronnie Johns would remove chronic absenteeism as a factor for school district state report card scores. State Superintendent Ryan Walters has been critical of Tulsa Public Schools for its chronic absenteeism rates and demanded the district address it. Advocates against using absenteeism in report card ratings say it's not fair to penalize districts for something largely out of their control. All three bills can now be heard on the House floor. For State Impact... I'm Beth Wallace. A new era begins this week for OU women's softball as they begin play in their new stadium, Loves Field. 
The Sooners take on Miami University of Ohio at 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. Sooners head coach Patty Gasso says she's excited to move to a new stadium, but she will always remember where the program was when she took the job 29 years ago. I think of the team that was over at Reeves and never got a locker room. We didn't have this building, so players were still dressing in the bathrooms or dressing at home and going home in their uniforms. So I think about those athletes that our alums but never got to experience this. In 1995, Gasso's first season as the Sooners head coach, the team finished with a 43-23 record. When the Sooners step on Love's Field this Friday, they'll do so with a 67-game winning streak, the longest record in collegiate softball. You can find more Oklahoma news on our website, kgou.org and on the KGOU AM News Brief podcast. I'm Deborah Shar. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.